Hi there again. My name is Father Matt Kovisk and I'm the rector of St. Mark's Anglican Church in Elkhorn. Now, the more I read the Bible and read more about the context it was written in, the more and more I become convinced that the more things change, the more they stay the same. And for me, the passage that we read from 1 Corinthians shows me that very fact. In case you want to follow along at home, we'll be focusing on 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 31. And as we begin this day, it might be helpful for us to think about the context of St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. Now, Corinth was a very wealthy port city. However, for the Christian church that met there, the world around them was not necessarily conducive to living the Christian life. The city around the Corinth church was steeped in pagan idolatry and philosophy. Oh, this was a world that was defined by class distinction. Who you were and the whole hierarchy of things actually mattered. St. Paul is writing to a divided church in Corinth, a church that was plagued by that hierarchy, that was plagued by doubts and suspicion, by bad relationships, by hurt feelings, struggles for power and competing factions. Frankly, they were plagued by the world around them, which prized all the things I just mentioned. And to combat these problems, St. Paul in his letter writes this, The body does not consist of one member, but of many. If one member suffers, all suffer together along with it. In this part of the passage, St. Paul is reminding the church in Corinth that the Christian life is not plagued with suspicions, with bad relationships, with hurt feelings, with struggles of power or competing factions. To put it far more simply, St. Paul is saying that the Christian life is basically, we're all in this together. <laughs> we're all in this together. As I hear that phrase, the more things change, the more that they stay the same. In 2,000 years, not much has changed in my estimation. Well, we've struggled with each other since the beginning. Yeah, sure, we all got along in the Garden of Eden more than 2,000 years ago, a place where we were close to each other and with God. But, as you probably know, that all came to an end. And now for us, it's a struggle to even imagine what that magical time would have been like. We've struggled with each other since the beginning. And frankly, it can be so much easier to live that life where we separate ourselves from others. And it can be so much easier when we build walls of separation. For when we make a fortress around ourselves, not only can nobody hurt us, but we don't have to change. And as you probably know just as well as I do, change is hard, man. Who in their right mind wants to willingly do that? In the 12th chapter of St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, he tells those of us who want to live that life and who build the walls of separation, he reminds us of the central fact of the Christian life, that in Christ we are made members of one body, that, quote, we are all in this together. 
and in this passage following that he goes on an extended metaphor about the body, comparing the different parts of the church with the many parts of the human body. And if we pause for a moment and try to understand the body and how it works, St. Paul is saying that we can understand what God intends for the church. In our physical bodies, no one part is more important than another. The eyes are no more important than the feet, and neither of those two parts are more important than the feet or the heart. All of them working together help us to maintain our physical health. And as you probably know, when something's not working right in your body, it can all cause all sorts of problems. Multiple medical issues can cause all sorts of problems for people, causing them to struggle throughout life. All of this leads me to ask the question, so how do we live the Christian life though? How do we remember day by day that we're all in this together? And as I reflect with you this morning, living that life is actually pretty hard to do, especially with the people that may anger us for whatever reason. And in my many conversations, I was speaking with somebody earlier this week and she was sharing with me her frustration at another member of her family. She was pretty mad at this other person for a whole host of reasons. And one of the reasons that she said to me was, she never cared about me. And as a result of that, she said to me, I can't forgive her. I want to cut her out of my life. Or to put it another way, as St. Paul would, I have no need of you. See Friends Corinthians 12 for more on that. And saying to somebody else, I have no need of you, is not, my friends, is what the Christian life is about. St. Paul reminds the people of Corinth, as well as us down to this day, that each member of the body is going to be different, and as such, are just as important to the kingdom of God as you, my friend, the listener are. Each member of the body plays his own role, but at the end of the day, the head of the body is Jesus Christ himself. And my friends, when we take the time to focus ourselves on unity in Jesus Christ, male or female, Jew or Greek, slave or free, it seems to me that everything else falls into place. Each of us is called to different things because we are different part, parts of the body. And that's okay. And actually, as I reflect with you this morning, remembering that each of us is a part of the larger body with Christ as the head might help us work through any sorts of anger we have towards other Christians. I want to remind you that each Christian is beloved by God. No matter what we may do, or no matter how far we may try to run from God. And in my own personal life, I've tried to hold to that view. That no matter who we are, no matter how much you may have made me mad over the years, each of us is beloved by God. And that they are worthy of the love of God, no matter how they may have angered me, and no matter how may I may feel about them. 
And as I'm reflecting with you this morning in all of this, I'm reminded of the words of the English poet, the very Reverend John Donne, who was the sometime Dean of St. Paul's Cathedral in London, England from 1621 to 1631. In his famous poem, No Man is an Island, he speaks to the interconnectedness of humanity and that really, quote, we're all in this together. But he says, no man is an island entire of itself. Every man is a piece of the continent, a part of the main. If a clod be washed away by the sea, Europe is the less. Any man's death diminishes me because I am involved in mankind. And therefore never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. And as I reflect with you this morning, I'm go going to say that this is one of my favorite poems. Mostly because I like to say around my pager, do not ask of whom the pager pages, it pages for thee. But Dean Dunn's works echo down throughout the ages and remind us that at the end of the day, we are all interconnected. And that each is the member of the body of Christ. And that we should not be saying, I have no need of you. And as you go forth into the world for another week, I invite you to reflect on the fact that no matter who we are, we are all truly in this together. I invite you to remember that Jesus Christ, the Word made flesh, is the head of the body. And I invite you to focus all your spiritual energy on him. And so we pray. O glory, Jesus, be to thee for this thy glad epiphany, whom with the Father we adore and Holy Ghost forevermore. Thanks be to God.